The mainstream media and the left has weaponized racism to actually hurt Americans. Deneen Borelli joins me to talk more. So welcome back, folks, to Liberty and Cocktails. Uh, before I introduce my guest, I want to talk today about uh, all the things that the left is doing to weaponize racism and how it is hurting our country as a whole. It's hurting the divisions. It is honestly hurting Donald Trump. And I think the left wants that, but at what cost are they willing to... To, to put forward on that. So joining me now is Fox News contributor, CRTV host, Deneen Borelli. How are you? Carl, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. So this stuff, you know, we see Paris Denard yesterday debating Phil Mudd. Destroys Phil Mudd in the argument. Absolutely makes him look like a total fool. And Paris Denard, for people who don't know, is a black you know, male, and he is a conservative. He was debating Phil Mudd, a white, disgruntled liberal, who has notoriously dropped N-bombs, he's said hellacious things on air that doesn't get him fired somehow. Paris is debating him, makes a fool of him. The next day he's suspended from CNN, he is he loses his job at the university. What is going on here? Well, if anyone has not watched that interview, they should watch it because just as you said, uh, mud, his head did explode. Yeah. Uh, he wanted uh, his, the guest, it's not his show, mind you, it wasn't his show, but he wanted him off the set. That's how mad Paris Denard made him. <laughs> he also said, it's not your show. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And that made him even madder. Um, but it's interesting what happened because right after that, now I don't know how long Paris Denard was on uh, the network, CNN, doing mm -hmm. interviews and right. commentating. But after that happened is when uh, there were these allegations that came out against him, sexual abuse allegations from what I understand, and the network got rid of him. Yeah. So now you, you, you look at that instance and then you look at how someone like Representative Keith Ellison, Democrat, Minnesota. The number two of the, D, the Democratic Party. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, and he's also running for attorney general. Jesus. He's been accused of sexual misconduct or sexual violence against a woman just, that, that we're violence, aware of. Yeah, that just general violence. Yes. And the the question is, A, uh, he's still running for office. He's still uh, deputy chair at the DNC. Uh, nothing has been done to him. You don't see a lot of press about this. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that uh, Tom Perez, the head of the DNC, he's been questioned a number of times. Are you taking this seriously? Are you looking into it? Is anything going to happen to Keith Ellison? And it's gone nowhere. Right. So it's all lip service. So there's a huge double standard. And I'm not condoning anyone's actions. All of this is still being investigated. But there is a double standard between these two instances. And when you're looking at a black conservative and you're looking at a, a black Democrat, big double standard with yeah. what's going on. I mean, I'm glad you point that out. So. The issue that I have is the fact that the left has weaponized, if they can't get you on racism, like they couldn't get Paris Denard on racism because he's a black Republican, but they could I'm get I'm sure him. they tried. Yeah, I'm sure they tried. <laughs> but they, they, they get him on you know, sexual misconduct, alleged sexual misconduct, loses everything. And I've been there. Like, look, I, I had to resign from the administration over comments that I said in half a decade ago. And you and I have talked a lot about this, and it is... The funny thing to me is that the left, they don't cave. They just, they hold their own, they hold the line. Now, the right is so quick, they're so quick 
to get rid of anybody with any hint as soon as the liberal media who doesn't want them there anyway says they're racist oh gotta go and this guy who uh, Darren Beatty he was um, a speechwriter for President Trump he was recently fired he said I'm not gonna resign you have to fire me because in 2016 he attended a conference where he had a paper that he wrote called the intelligentsia and the right and it has no racial undertones no, it's nothing to the effect of any racism whatsoever. CNN deemed it the uh, white, a, deemed it a white supremacist paper, and he spoke at a conference that some white supremacists attended. Why is the right so unwilling to stand up and say, "Screw you, CNN"? So this individual, I'm not all that familiar with, but I will say this: that the left certainly circles the wagons when it comes to their own. And just like with the previous example, I talked about the double standard that we see between the left and the right and how people are treated or, or not held accountable for their words and their actions. Um, the other thing is race works when it comes to the left targeting whoever it is they want to go against. They don't want to argue or talk about the facts or the issues and, and, and try to come to some sort of resolution and let people decide on their own which way to go with the conversation. They want to pinpoint and target. It all goes back to uh, Cloward and, and Piven, right? Mm -hmm. Pinpoint, target, isolate your, your target to basically immobilize them. And once that happens, when they're able to make a target out of you, mm -hmm. that sends a message to others, look, you better not cross that line or else you're going to end up just like so-and-so. Right. You're going to be pillaged. You're going to be called out. You're going to lose whatever sponsorship or job or whatever it is that you are involved in. You get isolated. And people, you're like, you're radioactive then. Because mm -hmm. people you know, look at that as, well, gee, I don't want that to happen to me. Or I don't want to be discredited because I'm you know, associated with this person. This is what they do. And it works for them. And they will continue yeah. to do it because it works because we allow them to do it and that too yeah and, and I've, I've seen time and time again it's you know the allegation that someone's racist or you know the, the problem my, my my confusion here is that you know m nobody that i know in this administration i know a good deal of people many of which have been accused of racism are not even the least bit racist my i mean Danine, you and i have been friends for how long years sure. five years have you ever considered me racist you wouldn't be in my presence. <laughs> exactly. You would so not be. That's and that that to me is the the most ridiculous thing is when they say, Well, just because you said something in the the context that we perceived it means that you're uh, somehow racist. I was on another radio program at one point and someone said to me, Well, you said these things, Carl. It's like, Yeah, you know, a lot of those things I did say as the context as presented. And you know what? Some of them I'm sorry for, some of them I'm not, and some of them are way out of context. And I said to them, I was a shock jock radio host trying to make headlines out of after coming out of war. I wasn't known for sugarcoating stuff. And I said to them, you know, where is your moral outrage at the rap community, at the movie community? I was going to bring that up. Yeah. And they said, well, that's different. They're acting. I said, what do you mean? They said, well, they're doing it for entertainment purposes. I said, kind of like a radio show host? Oh, that's totally different. Why? Because I'm on the right. So you, you mentioned the entertainment mm -hmm. industry and they make tons of money, these rappers. Untold Private sums jet of dollars. money. Yeah. <laughs> for saying whatever, N word and, and denigrating women. Yeah. 
And you have kids who are repeating these words and these lyrics that these people, you know, your Snoop Dogs of the world are, are making tons of money on. And speaking of Snoop Dogg, by the way, the rapper who uh, had a video of him pointing a gun at Donald Trump uh, figure, someone dressed as Donald Trump, like he shot him dead. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. He's not criticized right. or called out about that. Uh, he gets endorsements from yeah. name brand products. Mm-hmm. So all of the words and the language and the, and the videos that you see coming from that industry, these individuals, these liberals, it's like they're rewarded for what they say and what they do. Can you imagine if I did that to Barack Obama? You can't. Exactly. You can't. You wouldn't be sitting here in front of me. No, I'd be buried under the jail. (laughs) Yeah, but the other thing about race is that it's an emotional issue. So people, it's a knee-jerk reaction. And that is a go-to weapon for liberals, for Democrats, especially when it comes to trying to hold on to black voters. Because when you look at how the president is gaining more and more support from black voters. Uh, it was 19% a year ago at this point. Today, it's 36% black voter support for President Trump. And the likes of Maxine Waters and Keith Ellison <laughs> and, and whoever else they, they, they line up to basically discredit anyone who supports this president. Look what Maxine Waters did to Kanye West or said about him, for yeah. example. He should have talk for him or Exactly. Yeah. And and have someone think for him and he should basically shut up. That's what yeah. she said. Oh, he spoke out of turn. He spoke out of that's it. Yeah. That's it. What he a, spoke what out a of morally turn. oppressive. What a, exactly. <laughs> and this goes back to them targeting you and making an example of you so that you don't do a Kanye West yeah. who said that he supports independent thought and who said that he supports the president of the United yeah. States. They don't want someone like him who has a lot of followers and can command an audience to have that kind of language to Uh be heard among black voters. And again, I I think the the, the winds of change are really in the air. You look at how successful President Trump's policies are for all of America, but especially for black Americans. Record low unemployment numbers. Um, You have manufacturing jobs that are paying way more than minimum wage that the left loves to champion, Mm -hmm. minimum wage jobs, way more than minimum Mm -hmm. wage. Uh, he, he wants to uh, you know, make the streets safer throughout the country. Uh, he is looking out for black Americans, all Americans. He's doing more for hardworking Americans than the left is doing. Uh, they're, they're all words. Their policies are harmful to Americans. High taxes, uh, high regulations. Uh, the, the Hillary Clinton, then candidate, wanted to do away with coal jobs. I mean, come on. Yeah. Wage the war on gold. You know, in the I'm glad you brought up uh, low IQ Maxine Waters as Trump calls her because she's not that smart. She doesn't even live in the district she represents, and you know she has a tale of corruption behind her. She has, I, I believe, her daughter took six hundred thousand dollars last year from um, a, a, basically a mailing company that is attached to her campaign. I mean, give me a break here. But Duncan Hunter is under investigation for. Um, you know, campaign fraud and, and, and all these other people, Cohen and Mueller and all that. I don't know what to say. I mean, like, where is the accountability, Jeff Sessions? And the responsibility and the accountability. And listen, Hillary Clinton's name comes to mind. Uh, how come she's not being investigated or 
you know, held accountable for what she did in terms of her deleted emails and the private email server. All of that went out the window. All Unaccounted the for donations. Now, sure. Yep. Uh, there, there's a long list there and a long history. Uh, but again, it, it all goes down to the double standard, how the left circles are wagon for their own. And you mentioned, um, uh, sorry, Jeff, Jeff Sessions. Sessions, right. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that so much more has not been done to hold people accountable. Uh, but when you look at it from the perspective of President Trump ha could basically get him out of that position, right. have him step down or, or whatever, um, the left will go nuts. Because they're going to bring up, oh, it's, you know, the whole Russia thing again. And what's he trying to hide? Yeah. And meanwhile, there's been no proof of Russian collusion between yeah. Trump and his, you know, campaign members. So it would all come down to that if he were to have him removed from position. The irony of the absolute stupidity of the left, and I'm saying stupidity on a very broad spectrum here, because Democrats, not one Democrat, voted for Jeff Sessions to be confirmed. They hated this guy. They were like, and it was 30 years ago, he may have said something racist or offensive. That was their, literally their reasoning for not voting for him. And now today, because he, quote, stood up to President Trump and said, we will not be politicized at the Justice Department. All of a sudden, he's the steward of good and he's the hero to the left. What? I mean, like, did the wind blow differently today or? Well, it it's fits their narrative. Yeah. So whatever it is that they hang on you. That's what it, it fits their uh, their narrative and their position of the day. I mean, it's pretty shocking that that that's as easy as it is. All you have to do, like, they but hate, it works. They used to call Omarosa <laughs> sellout, and then they were her best friend. They, you know, anybody who comes out against Trump is right. the hero of the left. But they were previously. Like, I've had people literally tell me, like, Carl, you know what you should do? You should write a tell-all book about, you know, that you're you're close to the Trumps. I'm like, a, I have nothing bad to say. Like, like genuinely, I would, I would, like, I'm not a guy who holds his tongue. If I had something bad to say, I have some some bad stuff to say about some of the people surrounding Trump that I don't think they're serving his best interest. But I have nothing bad to say about him. I have nothing bad. I certainly have nothing bad to say about the family. And you know, people are like, well, you should just write a tell-all book to make a quick buck. That's that is like the definition of disloyal, horrible people. Yeah, you, you mentioned Omarosa. It's it's interesting because I'd like to know how far back she's been doing these recordings, these secret yeah. recordings, first of all, that they keep coming out in drips and drabs to suit her purpose. And look at how the, the, the liberal networks are fawning over her to get yeah. her on their TV shows to... This is true, yeah. and uh, I, I don't really know the, the reasoning for that. Maybe she didn't go far enough in terms of <laughs> you know, bashing President Trump and his administration. She's even jumping up and down to uh, get in line to testify against him for impeachment. That's in the news this week. Yeah. So, yeah, someone who helped her career move forward, mm -hmm. and she did all of these things in the White House. We have no idea what else she has done to come out. Yeah. Uh, she wrote this book. Uh, who knows where the truth and credibility lies. I'm not planning on reading it. Yeah. But uh, it goes to show that she was part of the swamp and she had an agenda going in. And really it was all about her and it still is. Well, I have no intention of buying, reading, or having anything to do with this book. But I will say that it, the people who I have talked to who have read the book have said it doesn't at all talk about her job and what she was supposed to do. And to my knowledge, from people close to this situation, people front and center, 
is that her job was to bring in more African invo African American involvement into the White House through various programs, through communication outreach. Now, to my knowledge, she did zero of that. Sure. And to the knowledge of people who, some of which still work there, some of which formerly work there, that I have spoken to, have said she did zero. In fact, most of the time, she didn't even come to work. So people didn't know what the hell she did. Yeah, I, I read that as well. And yeah. uh, it, that's, that's interesting. Uh, she had this great opportunity right, to mm -hmm. work for the president and the engagement among black Americans, and it just didn't happen. So uh, a squandered opportunity, something that could have went to someone else who could have made a difference, especially mm -hmm. for uh, the administration and for black Americans as a whole. But uh, again, I, it was all about her, and that was her agenda from day one. And it's very obvious now with the book, when she took her wedding party to the, the, the White House to, a for break. a photo op, yeah. everything was about her. Yeah, it was all status quo. It was look at me. And look, I, I knew her pretty well. I mean, like, I would have considered her a friend on the campaign trail. And I always tell people, like, I'm not as pissed as I am hurt. And it, it's just like being cheated on by a spouse. It, it, it's, it's terrible. And, you know, you have John Kelly comes out and says, like, look, let's make this peaceful. You'll resign. You'll go your way. And you can name your price at just about any private sector company you want. Sure. But no, she had to go full nuclear and threw it back in his face. Yeah, well, we'll see how far she gets with it. She has no friends. <laughs> Zero friends. I mean, that is the other thing, too. It's like, holy short game. Because nobody will hire her ever again because they're always worried. Well, who's going to trust her? <laughs> exactly. You know? right. Left or right, nobody's going to hire her. She's not exactly a champion of the left right now. Sure. So, I mean, it... it it is a, a, a really shocking thing. So what is what do you think the solution is long term? We have all these people, you know, on the left accusing people on the right of being racist, sexist, bigot, homo. You know, I, I was called all those things. I to, to the life of me, nobody's produced any evidence of anything sexist I've said, but hey, why not throw it in there? So what is the solution? I mean, do do we just have to dig our heels in and say enough? So I've been doing this for a number of years now, being outspoken, female, black, conservative, and the comments and feedback and criticism that I get is off the charts, okay? From other black Americans, all right? They don't like the fact that I talk about personal responsibility or limited government or <laughs> people being not. responsible for their own actions yeah. and you built that. You mean being and an adult? <laughs> exactly. And I, I talk about my personal story. Anytime I'm on the, on the roads, I, I, I speak at a number of different events throughout the year. And one of the things I talk about is how I made that step in terms of being an independent thinker because that's what I feel. That's what I think. I don't follow lockstep. When, years ago, I voted Democrat because I didn't know any different. I did what my parents did, mm -hmm. right? And I wasn't reading and doing research and looking into candidates. You looked and up what your mentors. Do and, yeah, well, your parents. Right. So now that I feel otherwise and, and look at things differently, uh, and I tell people, be yourself to answer your question. Yeah. Be yourself. Don't be intimidated by people, by their words, by their actions. Don't be afraid. Because a lot of people in some ways are afraid to be vocal uh, because they'll be criticized by those who are very close to them, their friends, their family and co-workers. And, you know, on one dynamic, I get a lot of feedback that's negative. And on the other hand, because I'm out there, I get support and feedback from people of all backgrounds. Mm -hmm. 
of all ages and from all over the world, mind you. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are a lot of black conservatives out there who are much more vocal. And they tell me that they yeah. thank me for you know, what I've done and what I say and that they feel like they can do the same to be out there and be vocal. But what's it going to take to get the left to stand down on this tactic? Oh, they're not going to. How do you beat them? They're, to get out there mm. and stay out there. And, and uh, just uh, give it right mm. back to them. This isn't going to go away, yeah. especially with the successes from this current administration. No, right. it's not going to go away. Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, when, when I resigned, there was a, I, think, I believe it was Washington Post, put out an article that said the golden egg for anti-Trump movement, and which is what I was. I was, I was a very high-profile person that fell very, very hard. And after me, within weeks, came dozens of other allegations and dozens of other f forced resignations or firings and things like that. At some point, the administration, the people in the middle, not I, I genuinely know that if, if President Trump knew about this, he would have had my back. Um, I think he, find, he finds these things out two, three days afterwards because the people in the middle know what he's going to say. Well, they depends know who's calling the shots. Exactly. Right. And I think that, you know, this is one of those things that, at some point, the people in the middle, the mostly party insiders that are sometimes part of the swamp themselves, are going to have to to pony up and say, you know what, enough's enough. You know, we know this person, we know that's not their character, and so they're saying. Well, again, going back to where we started the conversation, how the left will target individuals because yeah. they don't want them out there making that FaceTime front and center, yeah. talking about what's good with this administration and how Americans are benefiting from low taxes, yeah. less regulations. So they're, they're going to make a target of anyone who is anywhere remotely associated with President Trump, whether it's his family, <laughs> whether it's his, his administration, or, or, or people who are on radio and TV supporting him, people who go to these rallies that are out there doing a work week, night, yeah. waiting hours online just to yep. get in and see him, they're going to make a target out of anyone yeah. who because supports him. Because they flip off Jim Acosta, who, quite frankly, probably deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> so no comment, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but, and this is, that's the thing is they're running on this resist, resist, you know. I, sure. I, they, they don't have policies that work. The policies that they do advocate for are, we're seeing firsthand in Venezuela and other places. So what it, what is the left going to run on in November? Well, I, I hope they keep doing what they're doing. All right. <laughs> Have uh, Nancy Pelosi out there and Maxine Waters uh, talking about their criticisms of, of Trump. Maxine Waters wants Trump impeached. Uh, Pelosi wants to take away the crumbs, right? The crumbs yeah. from hardworking Americans. So we need to keep reminding people that this is what the left wants to do. That's their agenda. You said resist, yeah. but they also want to roll back some of the things that have propelled and helped hardworking Americans like lower taxes, people getting bonuses that never got bonuses in their life right. for themselves, for their families. Yeah. Wages are going up. Uh, this is what they want to target. Yeah. And that's what voters need to keep in mind. Whoever you, wherever you stand politically, Keep in mind yeah. how uh, the policies from the left will affect you and your family today and in the future. Forget about the noise. Don't that's listen, right. Don't listen to the noise. And that's what it is, noise. It's, it's a distraction. Yeah. It, 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 it's shocking to me that, that we've, we've come, that we're sitting here across this table having this conversation about, you know, one side is literally running against progress and for breaking the law. For, yeah. 
illegal immigration. And one side, on Trump's side, is is making everything that I know, that I touch, better. Uh, and he's being criticized. Well, for. you have the left that believes more in big government than in the power of the individual. <clears throat> and that's what they hate. That's what they hate right. that's going on right now. And they hate the fact that President Trump is keeping his promise, looking out for the forgotten men and women. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a shocking November. Your November predictions? I don't. I'm going to keep my eyes open, wide okay. open. But uh, we'll All see right. what happens. Uh, Jeff Sessions, can him or leave him? I'm not really sure. If anything, he may stay until after the midterms. Yeah. but Because uh, that would just throw more you know, gas on the fire. But who knows? Trade Everything out. is just so... Yeah. You know, so in the mix right now. Trey Gowdy not running raises some eyebrows. Uh, yeah, he said he's not. Yeah, so, so yeah. I'm interested to see if that plays out the way I think it might play out. But yeah. any folks, um, Deneen, where can people follow you? How can they get in touch with you? How can they watch your, watch your stuff? Sure, I hope folks will check out my uh, weekly videos. Here's the deal at CRTV.com. And also visit my website, DeneenBarelli.com. There you go. Deneen, thank you very much for coming hey, on. Thank you. Anytime, Carl. All right. You're listening to Liberty and Cocktails. This is Carl Higby. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Carl Higby or go to www.LibertyAndCocktails.com. See you soon.